Welcome back to another episode of Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode, you guys. Hey, I'll tell you what, trying to put on this smile today seemed to be a tough and tall order. Normally I'd have my podcast out to you by now, but instead it has been quite a day. Um, like anything in life, each one of us goes through moments like this where things just don't go exactly as planned. And today was no different. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to integrate my exciting day today into today's podcast because you know what, this is just what it is. This is life. We're living it and we're doing it. And you know, sometimes it has to do with being an amputee and today had nothing to do with it, but it does tell you that, you know what, I've just got to remember that this is what happens in life and there's ups and there's downs, there's good days, there's bad days. And this is, I wouldn't say a bad day, but just a challenging day uh, emotionally for me to just keep my stuff together and be a kind human being to people. (laughs) And today was about my Jeep, taking my Jeep in to get something fixed on it. And it just didn't go the way I had planned it to be. I am still Jeepless. Um, I had one of my sons take me over to drop it off today only to find out that after we got back there was an oil leak from last week's change that they did and didn't know it until I went to go pick up the fix that I needed for my Jeep tonight and or this afternoon and my same son took me back over there only to come to find out that A, I told him about the oil leak which I think he was actually a little bit upset with me for bringing it up at the last minute, but I'm thinking, dude, I didn't, I couldn't have done anything else. And then to come to find out that while they were fixing it, they realized that they put my son, who has a 2009 Jeep, they put the part he needed on my car. So my car went in for the fix that my son should have been in there for. And instead of putting it on the correct Jeep, they put it on the wrong Jeep and The oil leak they fixed last week actually became worse. Actually, didn't even have an oil leak. They had an oil change and said that my pan needed to be changed out. Changed out the pan only to come to find out that now I have an oil leak. So I can smile about it right now, but I have to tell you, I wasn't even sure if I would do my podcast today because I was so upset by all this. Because it's not like, you know, now that we've got this this new um, location that we're in, we um, we aren't very close to where I went to. So the drive to be done three different times today was completely obnoxious. Um, and, and I try to keep my stuff together. I try to remember that everybody's human. We all make mistakes and this is just life. But it's really hard when I had plans like to do my podcast and to get out there and do that stuff to actually then find out that um, I, I had to leave it overnight and I still had to get groceries. So then I had to interrupt my one son and getting his stuff done to have him come pick me up. And I just finally, there's a grocery store across the street. I actually walked over there frustrated. It was probably good to walk it out, the frustration out. 
um, get some groceries and I bought myself some sunflowers because they looked happy and I so needed the happy today. So anyways, I digress. But that has been my day. Like nothing else really happened, but it was all revolving around a Jeep that I still don't have and is not fixed. And now we still have to take my son's Jeep in. If you've had that kind of day, raise your hand because I think everybody can attest to a day where it just seems like something that should be real quick and easy becomes an all-day event. And it just, I told my son, I said, it's so draining when things go wrong and it takes everything in my power, the way I am wired, not to let it dampen the rest of my day or the way I treat other people, like my family who had nothing to do with it, right? And... Um, so trying to be the better human, put the smile on and move forward. And I thought, you know what, what better way than to do my podcast, pull me out of it and talk about other things. Like I went in yesterday, no, Monday and got uh, my casting done for my new socket. So I thought I would talk to you about journeys and um, the fact that I have gone through, for those of you that don't know, um, this past month has been a moving month and I didn't even realize it was going to happen. We'd been casually and pa- um, passively looking for a, um, a ranch home just so that I wasn't doing stairs um, every day, all day and doing laundry up and down the stairs. Um, and so we were passively looking and in this crazy market, I say passively because unless the house was perfect, I knew that we were never going to... Um, do the you know um what what's everybody been doing oh it's just been so aggressive in the market that you're just people are one upping and out trying to outbid each other and we weren't going to play that outbidding game and so we were looking for a house that had everything that we wanted because and i'm glad we did because there's no way i'm moving again i'm dying in this house (laughs) just so you all know i am not moving again that was it's been so hard on my body and i'm still trying to recover Um, but we found the right place and in the market that we were in selling our home was going to be we knew really fast but 12 years of stuff in our home I just you know I purged I I literally had five days to purge two and a half days before our Chicago trip two and a half days after our Chicago trip boom our house was having an open house we went up to our cabin to get away so they could do the open house and it sold that weekend and the next thing I know we've got movers in our house the next week taking and packing everything up it's been absolutely a crazy, crazy whirlwind. And I am so, so grateful. The house that we have now, I love, love, with love with all my heart. Um, I love being out um, more in the desert um, instead of in a community where it's everybody's really tight. Um, we have a lot of space, our backyard. We get to see the mountains and we get to see the storms during monsoon season rolling in. And we've had a couple doozies this last week. It's been incredible to watch these storms and the 50 to 70 mile an hour gusting winds. I swear we had microbursts. Um, and so anyways, through all that, I'm usually very astute. I'm out walking, hiking, doing my thing, trying to better myself, get my exercise in, My exercise has literally been bending over boxes, picking stuff up. My back has been aching lately. My my good hip on my good leg, um, I swear, has arthritis now attacking it because it is just, yeah, it just aches at night. And so 
you know, you get done doing all those types of things, just living life and getting back to some normalcy in your home. And I haven't had any energy to work out. I went and worked out one day this past week with my son, did some lifting, felt great. But I'll tell you what, I almost didn't make it out to the parking lot afterwards because I just totally burned myself out. My legs were jello. But all this to say is normally when I'm exercising, and that's just my normal normal routine of exercising and just doing going about my day I can tell when my socket doesn't feel right it's not fitting well it's rubbing it's doing this doing that I still have one section that we don't know if we'll ever be able to fix where I feel like a nerve is is being hit and it's kind of at the end of my residual limb and if I'm in my socket too far I can bang it up and it feels like stabbing knives in a shin that's not even there and that's that's crazy. Like, I it sometimes feels like someone has stabbed me in the shin and taken a knife and just sliced around my calf. And it's hard, fast, and sharp. And um, with the move, I have literally had to just suck it up, deal with whatever. I knew I wouldn't have time to go all the way to Arcadia where my prosthetist is. Um, you know, it's a 45-minute drive now for me from here and I was reserving it. We'd been talking about needing to make some changes for several months now, but um, we've been doing things, you know, and I've got a video I wanna put out because he did a fantastic job about two or three months, four months, I was going in, he would take my plastic liner out and he would shrink it down. He'd literally reheat it just enough, put it on top of my old mold and then suck the vacuum, take the vacuum section and suck out. I can't even explain it well. I'll have to show you the video. So you'll have to look for my YouTube video on that, but you really need to see it. Um, he did that three times. The only problem is, is that every time he did it, obviously the liner fit my leg tighter, but the, the hard outer socket in this heat and how much I end up stressing on my leg and I'm in it all day, it would just eventually re-expand to fill the hard plastic or the hard um, outer outer shell and so we would do that and we did that three times just to get enough documentation if you can believe it to show an insurance company that it doesn't fit me anymore that I need a new one to validate that I need a new one not that it doesn't fit well and it, I need a new one we have to try all sorts of other things basically it comes down to how much time are you willing to put into going back and forth to your prosthetist so he can fix, make fixes and changes and, and get things handled. So all that, finally on Monday, he had me come in and he casted me. And so with the casting and having seen my doctor last week to get documentation that he says, yes, it's time for a new one, all the red tape dealt with for my insurance company Tomorrow I go in, I get my test socket. And normally you don't get to go home with your test socket, but my, my prosthetist is gonna wrap it up really well um, so that it is solid, because you can totally break a test socket. And I'll tell you what, at one of my son's baseball games this past year, um, the high school we were playing, their first base coach was a below knee amputee, and he decided to try to jog over to first base. I don't know why, but he did. And his test socket snapped, like literally shattered the front and back where his 
residual limb went into, the, the plastic just snapped and he just wiped out and it felt so bad. And of course, when you have your socket on, you don't carry an extra pair of crutches just in case. But that is the reason why more damage can be done than good if you are hard on your test socket. So most prosthetists don't let you take that home with you. They just want you to, to tool around with it in their, um, in their room. The problem with that is you really can't get a good feel on what's going to fit right or not right. So my prosthetist is letting me take it home tomorrow. And then when I go back, he'll be able to see because it'll be clear. He'll be able to see where blood is pooling and where it's white on the skin, which gives him an idea of where the pressure points are and where things are hitting and not hitting. And then I'll also be able to feel how it's rubbing in certain areas so that he can make the necessary adjustments before it becomes a permanent socket like the one I'm wearing right now. So I'm really excited about that, but it is a journey um, like anything else. Like today was a journey with my car you know, getting your socket fitted. I'm excited, but I'm nervous because with every socket, you know, I got used to the pains and aches of this one. The problem is, is I'm, I'm pulling out of it. So when I walk, I have to hitch my hip a little bit, which is, is wearing on my good side. And, um, with all the moving and everything, I have really done some serious damage to that. And that in itself is very frustrating to me because I want to go hiking. I want to get out and do my thing when I can, when it's not so blazing hot. But, you know, um, I have to remind myself that I may not be getting the exercise that my body would like right now, but everything in life is the journey, right? We have to enjoy the journey and in the place we are. So that means, yeah, I don't have my car for the day. And yeah, they made some silly mistakes there but I have to be grateful and thankful that I have an amazing Jeep and an awesome car that I, gets me around to wherever I need to go when there are so many people in the world that don't have a reliable, any reliable transportation, um, that this is just a day in the life of years and years. Um, this too is my journey with my leg and the journey becomes, I have to take the good with the bad. I chose to amputate some of you I know didn't, but whether you chose to or not, it is the path that was set before you, set before me, and it's not going to be roses. Just because I now got rid of the knee that was bad doesn't mean that everything else is falling into place. And I think the message I really want to send out to you all today is how are you going to handle the bumps in your journey? Because if you think you're not going to have them or that you're the only one and you throw a pity party, all you're doing is affecting yourself negatively. And quite frankly, what I have noticed with the people that I've been around is when we stress ourselves out about the things that are going wrong in our life, we A, forget to be grateful for the things that are going right. And there are more right than wrong in a day. But we also add to our health problems because there is never going to be a day in the world, the history of this world or the future of this world, where you are going to ever hear someone, a doctor or some professional say, hey, stress is good for your health. <laughs> it's, it's just not going to happen. Stress will never be a health benefit. And when I get stressed out, 
um, man, sometimes because I am a hard on my sleeve kind of person and I am a very emotional person, um, it can really um, take me for a huge loop. It can really set me back. And the older I get and the more I realize what that's doing to me, the more I, I have to find myself sitting back, taking a few deep breaths, and I need to revel in the positives of my life. Um, change happens change is inevitable and with change is good and bad moments good and bad days good and bad months sometimes you feel like you're in a rut you know when i look back at, at seven years of surgeries before my amputation i can't believe that was seven years because i continued to move forward i continued to look for the positive as much as i could i enjoyed the relationships i made believe it or not I enjoyed going to physical therapy because it gave me an out where I could discuss the issues with my leg with someone who cared and I did pick my pro my personal uh, my physical therapists carefully. Um, I only had really two ever and then I had my uh, amputation after my amputation I had a third one. But you know in seven years when you only have two PTs that know you, you create a relationship. Um, one of my podcasts, I actually, my actually my first uh, interview podcast was with, actually it was my first podcast, I believe, was with my um, physical therapist that saw me up to my amputation and getting me ready for amputation. And he was amazing, and I would consider him a good friend. And the same with his tech. Um, you know, I still reach out to them and talk to them about just day-to-day -day life, seeing how they're doing. We connect and communicate and we're on social media. And, you know, I've, I've told you guys, I am a personal person. I like making relationships. Relationships are what life is all about. And those relationships help us get through hard times. Sometimes we just can't do it on our own. Now, going to that, I find it interesting. I know several of you, I've looked, oh, um, if you get on social media, um, I have several groups, amputee groups that I belong to now, and I really don't input very much to them. And the reason being is there is not a one-size-fits-all answer to a lot of the questions that go out there. And, and I feel for you, when, when you ask people a question, I know you're looking for a general statement, but when, when, when something's not right in your fitting, you can ask people what they're doing and you will inevitably get the person on there that knows it all. They've been through it, they know it all. And I will tell you that I've been through it and what works for me will not work for you. In general, I would say empower yourself. Uh, learn about your symptoms. Understand where pains come from. Understand where things are hurting. And it, all I can say to you is know people. If you go in and you tell me that your prosthesis, you tell him that this isn't fitting right and he tells you, well, it's just something you'll have to get used to, then I can tell you with certainty that that is not a blanketed answer that can be done. You can't just tell someone that's just what you have to deal with. My prosthetist, when I say this just doesn't feel right, I can see his brain activating and he will sit back and think and, and talk with me and, and just kind of 
he'll start just talking about what's going on in his head and what he's thinking might be the problem or what could be the, the solution. And he always tells me in the end, don't worry, we're going to figure this out. That right there tells me he's never leaving me alone, that he isn't going to settle until I can function because he knows it's possible. Will it be perfect? No, because it's not my leg. And I need to let go of the fact that it will never feel like if I had my leg back working full functioning. It won't. It, it just won't. And once you grasp that, then you can move on and say, okay, what can I live with? And what shouldn't I have to live with? If I'm rubbing myself raw, and I will tell you, there are two sides to that coin. For the couple weeks where I was hurting and in my leg, but ignoring it because I was unpacking and moving, um, that is me dealing with pain. And I have a high threshold of pain. Like I noticed that through seven years of surgeries, um, the stuff I dealt with, I don't think the normal person deals with on a daily day, day-to-day day basis and can handle it. But it's because I realized that this is where I'm at and this is what I have to deal with if I'm going to live any sort of life right now, okay? Now, I can tell you that there was a time when my legs started shifting with all the up and down and moving back and forth and picking up boxes and bending over, picking up stuff out of boxes, unwrapping and putting away and going around this house that being on a ranch now, everything is low in one level, but it's much longer going from one side of the house to the other side. Like my room that I'm in right now is on the complete opposite side of the house from my bedroom. So I have to go around and I swear to you, it feels like I'm walking a half a mile just to get to the other side of the house. Well, if you do that, I think I made 17,000 steps on average this last week with moving. I, I rub my leg raw, really high up in the groin area to the point that if you can envision taking a shower in the heat, the hot water, it just burning and seeing that rawness where the skin has peeled back. You know, I'd rub some aquifer on it at night and go to bed, get up in the next morning. It was still there. It didn't heal overnight. Put it back on and do the same thing and just rub it even further raw. That's the stuff I was dealing with. And so when I go in and I tell my prosthetist that this is what's happening, then he realizes that. But here's the kicker. That was a couple weeks ago. And some people stop using their legs when that happens. And you, you have to know your own body. I'm not going to tell you you need to push through it. But, you know, I was raised with three big brothers. And my one prosthetist who's an amputee would tell me, hey, sometimes you just got to buck up and do it. And um, I'm so stubborn that way that, you know what? Yeah, I was rubbing myself raw for th- like three or four days. I was so tender that I would have to rub aquifer in there while it was on just so it would glide better instead of burning. And you know what? It finally just healed on its own. It does. It actually is surprising that you can continue to wear something that rubs you raw, but it eventually heals over and it's not rubbing anymore. So when I went in this last week, um, that wasn't a concern. I, I got through that part. And so that's the stuff that happens. Now, I do worry about getting a new socket because quite frankly, I've gotten used to this one. Now it doesn't fit well, 
And when it fits well, I don't feel like I have to hike up my hip. But in that same breath, I say I put on a new socket that fits better, but I will get different pains that I'm going to have to struggle through again until my body gets used to the new socket. And that's just the game that we play as amputees. It doesn't matter if you are above knee or below knee. You're, you're having to walk all the time and push on it and push on it and push on it that every time you get a new socket, it is starting over. That's like my one podcast I called starting over. It's like a never ending starting over game. Every time a new socket or even when the weather changes, when it gets really hot here and you start working out, like the other day I went for the first time and I almost, my socket almost fell off while I was working out because it, I got so sweaty in it. And so totally gross that that is, it's the reality that we have to deal with. So, you know, it's kind of funny that I, you know, I go and I do this Jeep thing today and I'm beyond frustrated. And I tell you that this stems from several things. Um, When you move, you forget that once the boxes are in, you're not one and done because now I'm like trying to find an irrigation guy, an electrician, a plumber. I have cocks coming over to get internet set up. I'm getting TV set up. So people are coming in and out of my house. Well, the other thing that's going wrong is one of the boxes for our cable isn't working. And you'd think, okay, the first guy tried to come in and fix it. I'm not kidding when I tell you that we got all the boxes working except for one. And I've had four different visits from the Cox company to come fix this one TV box so that this one TV will work. Four different people and no one can get it done. And that was yesterday. So then to go and take my Jeep in to find out it was the wrong Jeep that got fixed and now I've got another problem with my Jeep that they were supposedly working on is beyond me. And then tomorrow the Cox comes, guy comes back again <laughs> to work on the cable and, and hopefully getting it done. And again, I tell myself, at least we have TV. How fortunate we are to have TVs, let alone TVs that work. And so this one doesn't work. It's just the fact that I have to let someone in. I have to be here. I have to be present. I have to make sure they're doing things that they have right. Get them a ladder, yada, yada, yada. So my frustration levels are so high right now with having people over and having certain things done and you know, it just never ends. And then doctor appointments and visits and, you know, it's, it's, it's the journey, right? And, and so we just have to remember to be grateful for what we do have. And, and I am totally, I have succumbed to my frustrations, probably just out of sheer exhaustion, right? I'm just, I'm so beyond exhausted after, you know, the last four weeks of moving and getting things ready and the emotional drain. And then to top it off, after 11 years, I think it has been, of homeschooling, I'm finally done with homeschooling. And when I say finally done, I don't say that with, yay, I'm finally done. I'm like, oh, I'm done. Like it's finally come to the end of that. And I, I can't even believe that that many years has gone by and through all the frustrations and aggravations of actually homeschooling my own kids and not having the patience sometimes to handle it, I can't believe it's done. And it's just, it's sad for me to see that happen. And yesterday 
was the big culmination of that. I had to have all his grades done, transcripts sent into the school because this next year he will be a senior and he will go full time so he can spread his wings and be ready for college. College, my youngest. And so, you know, again, the journey and a chapter closing is that to me is, whew, it's an emotional, it's an emotional moment for me. Um, I have really enjoyed homeschooling my boys and, and I can't believe I'm losing it here. But um, yeah, I, it, it, between all the things going on and, you know, it was kind of like the Jeep was the last straw. And so to come home and to be real with you guys, uh, like I've always said, trying to be transparent. You know what? We all have our battles. And we have to remember that when we come across someone who ooh, might rub us the wrong way or just they look so ornery, you have to wonder what's going on in their life because we have all been there. And the journeys that we take, no one knows. And you know, not everybody's going to want to wear a sign saying, so I'm dealing with this right now. You don't wear a sign. And, you know, what I have tried to come to the realization is that for at least with my family, I sit there and go, hey, guys, just want you to know this is where I'm at and this is my emotional state right now. So if I'm short with you, I'm so sorry. It has nothing to do with you, but I'm trying to get a grip on it. If we can communicate with the people that we love, um, it'll just make it so much easier for them to understand where we're at, um, whether you're an amputee or not. That's just life, right? You know, I, I talk about being transparent on here because I'm really tired of social media and all the fake I saw an article the other day on social media that said someone that was frustrated because those people that are putting out like weightlifting videos are using fake weights. So when it shows that they've got like three 45 pound weights on either side of their, their, um, barbell, um, it really isn't 45 pounds each and they're using fake weights. I'm like, really? Come on, own it, do it. If you're going to do the work, do the work. No one wants a faker. And so I want to be transparent with you and, um, I want to help anybody going through what they're going through that to tell you it's okay. The journey is all about the ups and downs. Ups are easy to handle. You know, we get going, we're happy. Everything's going right. Everything's falling into place. Life is great. But how do you handle the downs? Because it's going to happen. It happens to everybody. And sometimes the downs are really heartfelt, sad, like me being done with homeschooling. Um, I I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself. Maybe I'll be podcasting every day because I won't know what else to do with myself once school starts. You know, right now it's great because my boys are home. Um, one of them's in football for his senior year and getting doing summer program. The other one's just home um, before he heads back to college and. And I'll tell you what, this house is going to get quiet next year when the, when, and it's actually one month before everybody starts to head off to school. And I'm thinking, whoa, one month and my life will be different. So anyways, and I'm rambling on here, but how do you handle your downs? How do you handle the valleys? And who do you turn to? Um, 
for those of you that know me know that my faith is strong. It's the only thing that's gotten me through this journey of life. Um, the same year that I lost my leg, I lost my mom and she was my best friend. I honestly don't know what I would have done without my faith in a higher power that is taking care of me and everything is happening for a reason. I truly believe that. I think that my journey, I would never have thought about doing a podcast, but here I am putting myself out there, um, being real with you, um, followers and strangers alike and, and family and friends. And, and I just, um, I just want to pour more good into this world because I think there's just so much good out there that needs to be seen and spoken. Communicate, yeah? Be honest with people. When you're hurting and struggling, lean on the people that you need. And and I guarantee you, they'll be there for you if you just let them know what's going on. And take in stride what's going on in your own life. Um, when you're struggling, if you're an amputee or struggling with something like a medical issue, it's okay to solicit information from complete strangers on social media, but I wouldn't put a lot of stock in it. My whole goal with this podcast was to empower you, to empower you to, to be your own advocate in your, in your medical journey, in your life. You can't rely on complete strangers who only know their path everybody's path is totally different. So you can ask for opinions, but your best bet is to learn how to read the people you're around and fight for your own rights in, in your office visits. If your prosthetist is telling you that it's just something you have to deal with or it's, it's just you, then that is not an okay answer. And yeah, you probably should be asking more questions probing and asking them to do a little bit more research. And if they're not willing to, then that's the time when you need to get up, walk out and try to find somebody else. And I know that's easier said than done because I've been there. There are doctors that I've, I've had every surgery I had was a different surgeon. Just so you know, like I've had 10 surgeries and every single one of them was a different surgeon. Nobody touched my knee twice. And starting over is awful. I know because you're researching, you're looking them up, you're reading about them. Um, you have to call their office. You have to make office visits. You have to go in and check them out. If you do your due diligence, then you'll get into the right place with the right people that fit you, your personality and what you're looking for. I wanted a good doctor, but I wanted someone that had good personality, good bedside manners. Just because they are awesome doctors doesn't mean that they need to have some sort of God complex and you have to bow to that. Okay. If they're good, that means they also have personal skills and they can deal with you and, and listen to you. If your doctor that you're going in to see is sitting there staring at his computer and typing away and you're talking and he's just looking the other direction, that's, that should be a key right there. You should see someone stop and look at you and value who you are and what you're telling them, you know? So, you know, I just, don't be afraid to just do your own work on that and follow your gut. I think that when people write stuff and ask questions about their prosthetist, I think 
I would have to say most of them probably have a gut feeling that it's wrong, but they're just afraid to walk away. But if they're really good and you don't fit with them, they're going to tell you, maybe you should see somebody else. They should want the best for you. If they can't help you, they should direct you to finding somebody else to help you. But as an amputee, we don't have many options of getting it right or wrong. If it's not fitting right, that's your life. Like for me, if my leg's not fitting right, it changes my emotional state. It teaches, teaches, it shows I get really angry and frustrated um, to the point of if it goes on for too long, I can get, I can get really depressed, um, cry at the drop of a hat, um, snap at my kids really fast. It, that's not right. And it's not good for anybody, for me or for my relationship with my family. And so I don't wait till I'm in such a deep hole emotionally that I can't get out of it. I'm always talking to my prosthetist and saying, hey, I think we need to see each other because I'm not feeling it. It's it's starting to bug me. I can't do anything. And I'm the kind of person who likes to be active. So if I can't get out and go for a walk without pain, not only am I in pain, I'm also then sitting around on a couch. Well, that right there will do me in completely. So I just, you know, listen to your own gut. You should know um, when your journey is taking a turn for the worse, you probably know that the fit isn't right with your physician or whoever you're seeing. Please, please take some action for yourself. Don't be afraid to do that. You owe that to yourself. This is your life, not their life. They see hundreds of people a week, thousands of people a year. You know, you don't want to be just a number. And um, it should never be that way. You should always find someone that makes you feel like you matter to them. But remember that it's just their job as well. So when they go home, they turn it off and they have their own life, their own family. So if they're not sitting home thinking of you, wondering if you're doing okay. And if you're upset and you're frustrated and it's not things aren't working well for you, then you have to make it known to them because they are they move on to the next patient. They move on to the next um, problem in their day-to-day schedule. So you have to fight for yourself. You have to be the one that says, hey, I need more uh, help on this. This isn't right. This doesn't feel good. This is hurting, whatever it is that you're going through. All right, well, enough of that. Sorry about that. I got on a total tangent. Um, you know, I always like to end with a call to action. And I thought, geez, you know what? What do I really, I thought, what do I need right now? What call, what, what do I need to do to change the way I'm feeling inside after the frustration of everything happening and not working the way I needed to? And the fact that I'm in the midst of another change in my socket and, and that's going to bring ups and downs with pain again this week and I have to brace myself for that. So what do I need to do? And I started thinking, you know what? I need to be grateful. And that's where I'm at. So what I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to get into my journal and I am going to write at least five things that I am so, so grateful for. Things that will make me smile. Things that will put my heart in a different place. Because right now my heart is kind of weighed down by 
no more homeschooling and my Jeep still being missing and this not working and this person has to come again. And I could get bogged down in the negatives that are happening and I don't want to. So a call to action for you and me tonight for this week. And, and you know what? I'm going to do it every day. I'm going to do it every day until I see you next week. And that is write down at least five things every night that I am grateful for in my life. Five things that went well, five things that made me smile, five things that made me laugh, five things that made me cry, tears of joy, five things that I'm grateful for. And I'm going to do that every night. So I call to action to you today is to write down what you're grateful for. You're not going to be able to change the valleys that happen, but you can change the way you see your life. And if we can just do that, not only we're going to be reap the benefits health-wise, we're also going to spread that joy because how could you not feel joyful once you sit down and realize what's good in life? It's very easy to get bogged down in all the negatives, everything that's going wrong because we like things status quo, right? We like everything's going well, everything's going well. Oh no, things went wrong. But people forget that when things are going well, that, that means things are good, healthy, happy. You have family around you. you got friends. Um, people are, are doing well. You're, you're, you're in a good place. And that, to people, is the norm. And then something gets thrown into your life, a curveball, and everything goes topsy-turvy. And all of a sudden you realize, oh, everything's so bad. No, just that one thing has changed. But that doesn't mean that your life has gone bad. I am grateful for the opportunity to come to you in a podcast. Um, it makes me happy. I hope that it affects one of you positively. That's all that I ask for, is one positive coming from this, is someone changing their life for the better because they feel empowered after listening. I'm grateful because I made it through, uh, almost unscathed, a move. I will never do it again. I, I swear to you, I will never do this again. Um, I'm grateful for this beautiful room because I can now shut the door and I can have my own quiet place to do a podcast. And I am so excited about that. Um, I'm grateful for three healthy, handsome men in my life, my husband and my two boys. I'm grateful for my family back in Illinois. There's just so many good things in my life. And I know that you do too. Even if it feels like everything is going wrong, put some things down, put some positives down, write them down. Um, if you've done the vision board that I've told you that you should do, um, I have to get mine up. Mine's over here in the corner. Nothing's been hung on our walls yet. That's the only thing that's still left to do with the unpacking. But my vision board, I actually will now be able to hang it on my wall and I can't wait. If you haven't done a vision board, do one. Um, look back in one of my old podcasts and if you go onto my website www.bawarrior360.com you'll see pictures of my actual vision board that I have. Um, it was something I did right before my amputation to give me goals to set for myself on what I wanted to be doing with my life once the amputation happened and um, it just kept a positive vibe going. Write down five things that you're grateful for and stick it on a board. 
uh, put it someplace that you'll see. You know what? I know a lot of people that put will do a sticky note and put it on their mirror. So then in the morning when they wake up, they see it there and they can start their day off with a positive message. These are the things I'm thankful for. I, I'm healthy. I'm happy. I'm alive. I have family. I have friends. I have a beautiful home. I have, you know, whatever it is that you're grateful for and, and put it someplace that you get to see every single day and do that put it put it try to do five different ones a day if you can't come up with five a day then put down the same five every day if you're still grateful for that and you still have your health or you still have that family member with you or you had a great phone call like I, i'm going to call my dad here in a minute when i have a great phone call with my dad it makes me feel so good to hear his voice um, being so far away from him and so my call to action do it Write down five things, at least five things that you're grateful for today and do it every single day for the next seven days until we meet again. I'm, I'm pulling for you. I'm here for you. Um, I hope that your journey is going well. Remember, as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.